hello, 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 and welcome back to Trips Tennis Talk. After a week off, we are back for our U.S. Open run. And let's just get right to it today. It's going to be some discussion about the draws, about players, and about tennis in general with my good friend Bill, who I've known for a couple of years now. It was great of Bill to come on. And let's dispense with the pleasantries. Let's get right to my interview and discussion with Bill. And joining me now is my good friend, Bill. Bill, how's it going? Hi, everybody. I'm doing all right. Let's, let's not kid anybody, Bill. There's going to be like a, a fingers and toes level of people that are going to listen to this podcast. But you're, okay. you're doing me a solid by coming on and, you know, it's just a conversation between two friends that a couple other people are going to hear. So thanks for doing this. Hey, no problem at all. And uh, they still qualify as everyone. So absolutely. So but just before we started this just now, you were uh, making a point to me about the rankings and the age of the players. So go ahead and keep going with that. Yeah, it was, it's Pretty interesting, I think. Um, I was, you know, just checking out uh, the top uh, 20 players, both the women's side and the men's side. And uh, I think on the women's side, in the top 20, there's literally only uh, two. Is it two players now? Over 30? I know there's uh, Simona Halep. She's number seven in the world. She's 30 years old. And that's it, actually. There's only one on the women's side. That's crazy. It looks like the the next person would be... Petra Kvitova at number 21. She's exactly. Yeah, she's coming back too, right? Yeah, she just made the finals of Cincinnati last week. And if we look at the men's side, obviously we got Rafa up there. Who else is up there? Yeah, there's a there's a few more on the men's side. Um, number 14, we got uh, Pablo Busta. And uh, Schwartzman's 30. He's number 16. Chilich, number 17, 33 years old. 18 in the world is Agut, my favorite, 34 <laughs> years old. <laughs> and uh, great work to you, meet. You're forgetting some guys near the top. Oh, wait a minute. Am I? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Rafa's, you know, Rafa at 36 and Djokovic 35. Um, yeah, that's true. How could you forget about them? But <laughs> in any event, I mean, there's a whole bunch more, right? And then, uh, um, you know, uh, Dimitrov's 31. So there's there's a few more on the men's side. Interesting. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Kyrgios is getting up there, too. Kyrgios is 27 now. He's he's a veteran now. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we have our mix of younger guys that are getting towards the top of the game as well. Felix is 22. Sinner's 21. Uh, let's Lorenzo Musetti is 20. Uh, so there's a nice mix at the top of the game now, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just noticed looking at this list, Nick Curious, as you mentioned, you know, he's actually uh, flagged on the list as a top court ambassador. And I find <laughs> that really funny. How could he be an ambassador of anything in tennis? I mean, he's a rebel, isn't he? He, he puts butts in the seats, Bill, as you yes, know. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, Bill, how do we know each other? Um, you know what? I, it goes back a ways, doesn't it? I, I played tennis with your mom. 
yeah about eight or nine years ago i guess it was seven eight years ago and uh you know and uh she, she would uh mention you quite often oh you would love my son trip man he's all in the <laughs> you know he's a, he's oh my god you know i think i felt like she was like talking to you when she's talking to me oh no because she you know i'm a stat nerd and that would drive her nuts i think so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm a stat nerd as well and um i definitely know what you mean i can i can uh envision how those conversations would have gone yep yep absolutely and then i think just one day he uh she said i uh, you know oh I, I think i asked her i said what's his number let me have his phone number i'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a note or something i think it was me um and then uh yeah and we texted for uh, a while. Yeah, and um, you've been on the the text chain for several years now, and you are always a, a devoted reader. So I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I, I love the, the digest. It's it's uh, you know, it's quick and easy, and it's actually better than ESPN. So yeah. All right. <laughs> well, as you know, Bill, that that is a low bar when it comes to tennis. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, you were at Cincinnati last week at the Western and Southern. What was that like? Oh, it was awesome. It was excellent. Other than uh, I was a bit under the weather, had you know gotten a uh, head cold, and that I thought it was going to ruin the entire trip. Um, and you know, I, as you know, I, I, it's the third year in a row I've gone, and I've only uh, uh, I only go for a couple days and observe a, as much tennis as I can on the outer courts and then you know head back so i was worried about that and even though i was really under the way it was really bad the first day i uh you know i found my way to a, a few seats and just kind of stayed there and just totally sunk into the tennis it was really awesome saw some really good matches and um a lot going on there of course and yeah, it's just really awesome and my wife she loved it too and she's uh it's good to have her on board for that because she doesn't like uh, me playing tennis. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm lucky. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I just don't know. To me, I, I don't understand it. She should be fascinated, but <laughs> not, not, not everybody is. <laughs> um, who, what players did you see when you were there? Well, you know, as I mentioned earlier, my favorite, Agut, it was great to watch him in a match, and it was on an outer court again, and it was um, really tremendous. I sat right up at the front on his, uh, on one of the, you know, court-level sides there, right by the towel bin. I mean, literally, um, <laughs> as the players came over to get their towels to, to, you know, absorb some sweat, they were literally, I mean, I could have reached out and touched them. It was that close. It was wild, because you could hear them murmuring and talking about, you know, which just went on. And, you know, Agut didn't walk over as much as uh, he was playing uh, Marcos uh, Hiron. And Hiron was over, he was sweating way more. So he was over to Talbin every minute. And uh, he was uh, complaining the whole time, you know, nothing but excuses and <laughs> crazy. But uh, Agut is so smooth. I mean, it was uh, really something to watch him. He's a master, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and we were talking about the age. He's 34. And oh. he's still in the top 20. And as we've discussed before, he's not the sort of Nadal, Djokovic kind of tier, but he's still up there at that age. So is, that's inspiring, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's fantastic. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, he's 34 and he's world number 18. I mean, that's just insane if you think about it. 
And, uh, you know, when you watch him play up close, you could see, get a glimpse of why, I think. I mean, he's, he's so light and he moves so exquisitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, lots of little tiny steps to get in position to hit each ball. He, he conserves tons of energy. And again, it's mechanics. Everything is so smooth the way he plays that it's no wonder he could play at a high level for, you know, additional years than most players. I could see him going another three or four, you know? Excellent. And just one more on Cincinnati. You know, we've met there in the past. And, you know, at this point, we've both gone several times. The I find the tournament experience there to be very nice. Um, you know, going around the facility. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on the tournament experience? Yeah, it's a it's I, I love it. That's why we we've gone back for after the you know the first year we just we we've gone two in a row now after that and uh, um, I've been to a, only a couple of other ones like I, I was at Indian Wells a few years ago and. That was a really nice place too. So I, I don't know if they're, I don't think, I get the feeling they're not all like that, but um, they are kind of similar and uh, it's a wonderful experience. The food was there, they have gluten-free options. As you know, I'm gluten-free. Um, they have a lot of uh, booths there, exhibits, a nice big supersized shop where you can get t-shirts and all kinds of gear, shoes, they got all that stuff. So it's really, uh, it's really great. I mean, you know, you can get up close with the players and it's just a great experience. Absolutely, I agree. It's very, it's a very intimate sort of chill experience, and the players have often talked about how chill Cincinnati is as a tournament. And uh, as a yeah. former, as a former Cincinnati resident in my childhood, I would definitely agree with that. So, Bill, let's move on now to the upcoming tournament, the U.S. Open. Um, I'm going to talk through some draw stuff. So, if you want to pull up the draw, if you don't have it up already. Yeah, absolutely. USOpen.org for that. Yep, I'm there. All right. So, um, uh, last night I went through, through the draw and I made my full draw picks. So, if, if you don't have something that's similar, we can just kind of go through mine and you can bounce your immediate reaction off of what I'm going to say. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So... We'll just uh, we'll I'll just go through the women's draw first quickly. Um, All right. So my in my quarterfinals for that I've got number one Iga Swiatek against number eight Jessica Pagula. So chalk there. I've got Swiatek winning that. Um, next part. Number 11, the defending champ, Emma Raducanu, beating number 22, Pliskova. Number 17, Garcia, beating, or Garcia being the Cincinnati champ, beating number 7, Simona Halep. And number 10, Daria Kasatkina, beating Serena Williams. So just a couple on that. Number 1, I've got Raducanu getting back to the semis, which... You wouldn't necessarily expect because she hasn't done much, and you know I, I'm I'm letting emotions impact my decision. I'll admit I've got Serena getting to the quarterfinals, but not getting any further than that. So not a first round exit, but not a not a title. So 
Yeah, she didn't look too good last time out, right? I mean, it, yeah, she played look. she played Raducanu in Cincinnati, and that match got moved a day. It was originally scheduled for Monday, and it got pushed to Tuesday. And Chris Clary of the New York Times reported that it was because Serena was injured and she wanted another day to prepare. Oh, huh. But you know, cool. ESPN <laughs> ESPN has been saying on their qualifying coverage this week that Serena's looking better. But you know, like you know, ESPN is the rights holder, and kind of their job is to sort of talk up the American players. So we'll see how true that is when we see Serena play next week. Um, yeah, well, she has a potential round two matchup of uh, with Contivate, yeah, number two seed. I mean, that's. That could be it for her right there. So maybe she gets to, to play into form in time to battle through that one, and, and you never know what could happen after that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Contivate is not necessarily a, a very intimidating number two seed, but, you know, even if she's playing at a, you know, top 10, top 20 level, that would still be tough for Serena right now. Yeah, absolutely. And then my semis, Shviantek over Raducanu. Kasatkina over Garcia, and you might ask, you got Kasatkina in the finals? What has she done? Yeah. And yeah, you know, I've never heard of her. It's one. Of, it's one of those things where you look at the draw, and somebody kind of random always kind of sneaks through, right? And if I look at the the rankings, Daria Kasatkina is in the top ten right now. So I'm gonna say she'll make a deep run here, just to sort of back that up. Then in the finals, I've got. Shviantek over Kasatkina. So I've got number one seed, Iga Shviantek, winning the tournament despite her recent struggles. Have you seen her play much, Bill? No, I haven't. No, unfortunately, I haven't had a whole lot of time recently. Yep. Oh, yes, we are all very busy. I know yeah, that the... feeling very much. Yeah. Um, so we can move on to the men's now. Um, so let me pull up the actual draw to see if there's any interesting matches in here. So in the Medvedev quarter, Ben Shelton is in there, the Florida Gator that just turned pro. Nick Kyrgios Kier- uh, is in there. He plays his doubles partner in the first round. So yes, that could be an interesting dynamic because Kyrgios doesn't necessarily play well against people that he respects. Like, if Kyrgios doesn't like you, he's going to be very focused to try to beat you. But if he likes you... Like Kokonakis, you know, Djokovic, Medvedev, you know, he he's not as successful against them. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but still, I think with this one, still the talent gap might be a little bit too too much there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see that yeah. for sure. It's weird how they do each other first round. Yeah, and Bautista's in there as well. So in that little section... There's yeah. Medvedev, Kyrgios, and Bautista. Only one of those guys could make the quarters. So that's a tough little part of the draw. Yeah, that is tough. But I'm gonna tough. pick I'm gonna pick my man, Mr. Medvedev, to get out of that quarter. Yep, yep, I agree. And Felix is also No, uh no, never mind. We're we're not to the Felix part yet. Okay, next little part. Number twelve, Carreno Busta. Oh, this is a Ooh. this is a first round match, so First round match, Canada winner Pablo Carreno Busta against 2020 U.S. Open champion Dominic Team. Oh my gosh, what a draw! Team is you know he's obviously been injured and lost a bunch of matches, but he's playing a little better. 
You think that one could be competitive? You know, uh, Booster right after the what he won the Canada, right? Yep. Uh, and he, he he was really. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I and mean, they catch a flight the next day. They're playing, and um, it was tough for him to it do was. anything in that. Yep. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And then, so I'm thinking at the very least, though. I mean, he is peaking, playing at a very good level, and he's had some rest. I think that'll be a really tough match for Dominic team who's still on the mend, and uh, it takes time. But these the, the margins are so tight, you know. Team, you've seen even Djokovic, all these guys. Other than Rough, I don't know how he does it, but when they when they get hurt, man, it takes months sometimes to get back. So I I think Boost is probably going to edge him there, but. Uh, you know, it's it's great to see team back. So in that section, uh, Carreno is twelve. Felix is six. He's kind of the anchor of that section. Felix has kind of been struggling. You know, winning a couple matches, but not really going deep in tournaments. What's going on with Felix right now? Man, I saw him in Cincinnati. You know, he he won the. I think it was around uh, two match, and uh, he looked looked me right in the eye. Actually, in the stands, there weren't very many people, and then he threw the ball right to me. I caught it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it was awesome. And then I then I went over and got him to sign it, which he did easily, and took a selfie as well. I mean, I, I, he's one of my favorites, and you know, I think he'll uh, I think he'll do actually pretty well. He's he's an amazing player, and he's one of the younger, stronger players right now in the top. And uh, I think he I think he has a potential to go far in this tournament. I'm um, gonna one. go ahead. Yep. No, I was, I was gonna say another one. Demon R. You know, he's in oh, the yeah. same bracket. Yep. That's gonna be. Uh, he's a I fighter. Like yes, he is. So I'm gonna say those two to face each other at some point. Yep. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Carreno to come out of that that part of the bracket with the rest yeah. that you mentioned. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Boost is solid. Next bracket, anchored by number four Sitsipas and number. 13 Matteo Berrettini. Sitsipas has had his issues, but just to I know you got to go, so we'll we'll accept. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. Let's let's take our time on this draw. <laughs> all right, but so we got Sitsipas in here. We got the Monte Carlo finalist Davidovich Fokina, but I don't think he's going to do much. We got future best player in the world, self-proclaimed Maxime Cressy. My gosh, I don't believe it. He, he's just he's just being nice. He's just letting other people win first. And, oh, um, oh, that's good. How about how about let's, this first round? Number twenty four, Francisco Sarandolo. Think he made the semis of Miami against? Yeah, he's been trending. Yeah, against Andy Murray. What about that? Who wins that? Oh. I'm gonna say. Gosh, it, you know, I have a feeling. It would be an upset by ranking, but I'm gonna say Murray gets that win in one in a classic sort of Murray grind grind fest. Yeah, that's a, certainly a possible. I mean, I'm in his camp. I, I've I've seen him on the comeback now, but you know his age is getting in the way, and his surgeries or whatever it was with his hips. I yep. mean, it, it really, it's astonishing what he's been able to do, and he's got some big wins since then. I got to tell you, but. Um, I think, you know, the runway gets short really quick at this age. And, you know, he's, uh, I you know, it seemed like he may have leveled off a little, it, like he reached his peak at this point in his career. So I, I, I don't see him winning this one. Let me see who I picked in this section. Carino. Berrettini. I think, 
Yeah, Berrettini hasn't done much recently. No. Which is a which is a shame, you know. And he he lost the twelve hundred points from the Wimbledon final that he would have had. Uh. You know, he would have lost it no matter what. But you know that still hurt his ranking. You know what? <laughs> in my in my little mini bracket here, Sitsipas has never done very well in the U.S. Open. I don't think he's ever made the second week. So, at least for a couple matches, I picked Maxime Cressy to get through that section. <laughs> I think he, he's got the kind of serve and volley game, and I think if he gets to face Sitsipas in the third round, I think a tactic like that could kind of get inside of Sitsipas's head and make him lose concentration, which we've seen him do. Yeah, we have. Uh, you know what, though? I He looks pretty... Uh... I mean, you know what? It's, it's his time, though, Sitsipas. He's been involved and around the top for a while now. You know, it just seems like they just need to cook a little bit in the oven to to to, to get there. And I think I, I think he's going to start turning a corner. It's time for him. Yeah, it, it, it is time, but it hasn't happened yet, so I'm not going to... No, it, it hasn't. Yeah. I, I'm going to say him, and I don't know much about Cressy, but I'm going to say Sitsipas makes it to the, uh, the matchup with Berrettini. All right. And just... Cressy, he beat Felix in the first round of Wimbledon. Obviously, Grass is a different deal, but yep. still, that's a that was a big win. Yeah, and he's got a seed here, so that's pretty impressive already. Yep. Uh, next part, number 10, Taylor Fritz, and number 5, Casper Rude. And also in here is the 2016 U.S. Open champion, Stan Wawrinka, and last year's quarterfinalist, Bodic van de Zand Schulp. And yeah. Bodic was the only guy to take a set from Medvedev last year. So and also in here yeah. is the uh the Wimbledon the guy who had a good run at Wimbledon, Tim Van Reithoven. He played well oh. against Djokovic for a while at Wimbledon and then went down in four sets. Um Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good outing for him. I remember that. Yeah. Um I think he might have beaten he beat somebody. I think he beat Bashlashvili, the seeded player. But anyway, in just uh, I don't have that much thoughts here. I've got, you know, Rude as a top five player, but I've got Taylor Fritz coming through here. He's got yep, the me mo. Too. I'm big on Fritz right now. He's it's his time, and I think he's underrated. A lot of people talk about our American players, and they think that uh, we don't have anyone. I'm like, what are you talking about? This guy's like top ten material. He's like right outside the top ten, and. Um, he's young, and he's freaking mean, and he's got a great serve. I mean, I, I, he's got the weapons. Yep, and Zverev and Djokovic are out. So, as you see, they moved his seeding up into the top ten. So, there you oh, go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting into the bottom half of the draw, number eight, Hubert Hercotch, down to number 11, Yannick Sinner. Um, I don't know. I'm not – Hercotch doesn't interest me that much. Um, I'm, I don't have much to say about this part. I've got Sinner. I think Sinner is going to have a deep run here. I've got him coming through this part. Yep, I agree with that one too. Yep. Next, number 15, Marin Cilic, down to number 3, Mr. Carlos. And Cilic is the 2014 U.S. Open champion. Also in here is the Cincinnati winner, Borna Cilic. Um, And... Uh, again, Chilich is one of those guys that I'm not big fan of. Um, I think Chorich and Alcaraz, that could be a round three. 
And yep. in, in that match, I think I picked, yeah, I picked Chorich to beat Alcaraz in that match. So I've got Borna Chorich coming through there. What do you think about that? You know what? I, I don't think it's a big stretch at all. I mean, Alcaraz has cooled since his, his big burst coming onto this scene a little bit. And right now, higher. And he is one of my favorites from when he broke into this tour. Um, and it looks like he's completely recovered now from the injury situation, which I didn't know. I didn't realize what he what he went through. And uh, so here we are. I think we're seeing him right now with all his potential. I, I, I agree with him beating Alcaraz. Awesome. And Chorich had a very good week in Cincinnati. He was on fire, and most of his matches were not competitive. He only lost one set all week. Yeah. I think, and he's got a good big serve, too. So I, I see him as someone who could really emerge into the being a top player in the world. Let's see what he could do. It's going to be – this is a very important tournament for him. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree with that. And, you know, Alcaraz, he's had his moments this year, and he's, you know, he's kind of cooled off right now. But to use the stock analogy, you still buy the stock long term, just not this tournament. Right. He's a buy. Maybe not a strong buy, but a buy. <laughs> yep. Uh, next, number seven, Cameron Nori, down to number nine, Andre Rublev. Um, also in here, John Isner, snooze fest. Um, a De- Dennis Shapovalov. Um, he's been reinvigorated a little bit the last couple of weeks. Um, and you know, Rublev, he hasn't done. When was the last time we thought about Andre Rublev, Bill? It's been Man, months. I can't believe he's still in the top 10. You would think he'd be floating <laughs> around 60. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Nori, he's become, he's the new face of British tennis, like I said, maybe a week ago. And he's really good. He's really good. He beat Alcaraz in that awesome match uh, last last week. Um, so yeah. I think I've got, yeah, I've got Nori coming through there. Yeah, I see him blowing right through this bracket. Yep. And last one, number 14, Diego Schwartzman. And number two seed, Rafa. And also in here, um, Sang. That's a guy to watch. He's a good prospect, but not this week. Where is he from? Taipei. That's what that is. Oh, okay. Um Jason Kubler, that was a good story. He missed like a decade with injuries, and he's played the last couple majors. Tiafo's in here. It, that's a tough draw for Tiafo being in the Rafa part, but if he wins a couple matches, that'd be a good tournament for Tiafo. And let's just shout out Rafa's first round opponent. This now this is a name. In the first round, Rafa Nadal is going to play Rinki Hijikata. Huh. That's one of the that's that's a good name right there. Um, <laughs> Schwartzman is a very Schwartzman is a good draw for Rafa. Uh, Rafa's coming through this part. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I agree with that one. And e- even if Rafa is still hurt with the injury or whatever, you know, uh, first round against Rinki Hijikata, you know, then against Fanini or Karatsev, then against Kekmanovic, you know. I, even if Rafa's hurt, he can get through a best of five match. You know, he can he can get through those guys. Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't have much of a problem. Now, moving to the later stages, 
So here, my quarterfinal bracket's this. Medvedev against Carino Busta. I think, I think Medvedev can get through that. Yeah, you can never go against Medvedev, but that'll be a great match. Then I've got in the second quarter, Fritz against Cressy. And, you know, if Cressy's not there, then maybe Sitsipas would be. Uh, even if it is Sitsipas, I think Taylor Fritz is getting through that. He's getting to the semis. It's his yeah, time, that... right? Yeah, I do think it is his time. I really do. And I got a whole bunch of friends. I'm going to be right there to tell them how well Fritz is playing. So he's got to do it. <laughs> Third quarter, center against Korich. Chorich. I'm going to say, at some point, like, is Borna Chorich going to win the U.S. Open? Probably not, right? At some point, he's going to lose. And I think center is one of those guys that can kind of go through with nobody talking about him. And uh, I think Sinner is going to get that win. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I think I actually think uh, Kurich may have a major in his future, but I am really high on Sinner. And I, I think Sinner is a, is a really top favorite for this, uh, this tournament, even. Yep. Spoiler yeah. alert. We'll get there in a minute. Then yeah. <laughs> in the last quarter, Nadal, I've got Nadal beating Nori. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nori's good, but he's kind of got the kind of sort of solid pro-type game that Rafa's going to feast on. Rafa's got the weapons that Nori does not. Yeah, that's going to just come down to how well uh, Rafa's feeling. If he if he's got some nagging issues, then he could possibly either lose that or not even, you know, yep. maybe just a walkover. Just like Wimbledon. and um, Exactly. So in my semis, I've got Medvedev against Fritz. And that would be a rematch. They just played in Cincinnati, and Fritz had a bunch of chances to win the first set, and he just was unable to just put easy winners away. And Medvedev sort of rolled him after that, 7-6, 6-3. Um, I think Fritz might do better, but I, I still would make Medvedev the favorite. So, you know, Fritz get into a semi, that'd be a, that'd be a good run, but I'm going to say Medvedev into the finals. Yeah, with the experience and his hard court, you know, he's really dominant on a hard court. And if he's on, he's really, really, really tough. Yeah. Like Djokovic material. And Fritz, you know, is a learning experience. So he could come back stronger against Medvedev. But we'll have to see. That's another really good match to watch. Then in my second semi, Sinner against Nadal. And I'm going to say just contrarian gut pick. I'm going to say Sinner wins it for whatever reason. Maybe Rafa's tired by then with the injuries. Maybe he's a little beaten up. And maybe Sinner is a little inspired. Because Sinner, he was up two sets against Djokovic at Wimbledon, and he kind of faded. Remember that? Yeah. And maybe maybe he'll learn from that. Maybe he'll close out Rafa. So it's not a good pick on paper, but upsets happen, right? So I'm going to pick yeah, Sinner. I and and let's face it, Rafa. I mean, you know, as great as he is, I mean, his expertise is by far on the clay. So I mean, it's, you know, a great player like Sinner, up and coming, one of these stars, future stars, they could they could take him out on this hard court. So my final, Medvedev against Sinner, and I'm gonna say Daniil Medvedev is gonna be the first back-to-back U.S. Open champion since Roger Federer in 2007, 2008. Medvedev to win the U.S. Open, Bill. Tremendous, tremendous. So, this is going to be great. 
at the end of the day, I picked the number one seed in both brackets to win. So not very original, but, you know, you know, both Medvedev and Sviantek have kind of struggled recently. So, you know, maybe the draw holding to form would be an upset. Yeah, maybe. But you know what? Um, not bad pick at all. I mean, it's Medvedev is amazing. Medvedev is a beast. He is a beast. And when he gets that backhand going, man, it's like it's impossible to miss. He doesn't miss. Never misses. And, yep. And we got, I'm running out of time here, so we got to wrap this yep, up yep. quickly. Just a couple quick ones. Um, looking at the Monday schedule, the highlight for the Monday schedule for Monday, August 29th, obviously, is going to be 7 p.m. Eastern, Arthur Ashe Stadium, Serena Williams playing Donka Kovinik. Serena is the greatest. You know, let's 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 dispense with the qualifiers, Bill. Serena Williams is the greatest tennis player of all time. Yep, she is. She men, really is. Men, women, singles, doubles. Um, yep. Looking at the schedule, it starts off at 11 a.m. That friend, that Sarundalo Murray match is first up. Also first up. Uh, Maria Sacri, the number three seed. Bautista is first up against J.J. Wolf on court five. Um, uh, I'll be watching that one. Yep. Garcia is first up on court 17. And uh, on 12 noon, Daniil Medvedev opens uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium play. Kind of, you know, putting your defending champion on at 12 o'clock is a little... That's a little kind of, you know, little slight there, but whatever. Um, uh, second match on Arthur Ashe is Coco Goff. Other players throughout the day, Halep, Keys, um, Haddad Maya, the Canada finalist, um, Damon R. Um, and then the... The the Pablo Carreno Busta Dominic team match is third on court seventeen. Then getting into the night matches, Sitsipas and Serena are first up on their respective courts. Then we got Leila Fernandez, the defending finalist, and Kyrios plan. Do you do you think that uh so they put Kyrios on Arthur Ashe? Was that a wise move or should they have put him somewhere else? Well, like you said earlier, he puts people in the stands. So, yep. you know, that's going to be on, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Curious is always going to get center stage. <laughs> Are the Flyers going to win the cup this year? No, they're not going to win probably in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to win the cup this year? Ugh, I don't even know. It changes. You got to look at all the rosters again. I could tell you it probably won't be Tampa and maybe Colorado again, right? Oh, yeah, because the Tampa run ended this year. Yeah, and I mean, they're a, it's an aging group, and it's almost impossible to do what they've already done, so I don't see that they they probably won't win. And then you got Colorado was just amazing, so they're ready to put on a run right now. How's your game these days? And I don't know how – let me see if I can see how much time I have left. I don't think it tells me. 3 3.25. Okay, we got three minutes, so – Quickly, what's going on in your own game these days? My own game is um, I'm playing near the peak of, of my all-time high, and I'm pretty happy about all that. In Cincinnati, there was a demo booth there with some virtual reality software 
uh, the physicist that helped design the software was on site. So of course I demoed it and were, we were only doing volleys, but um, it was pretty amazing because I know that um, backhand volleys are not my strength and I know, but I, yet I do kind of know how to do them. So when I, when I turned my body and stiffened my right arm and actually properly, you know, hit the ball inside that environment, it did really nice things. It went where I, where I wanted it to go. And when I didn't do that, it, it, the ball was all over the place. Couldn't even get it over the net pretty much like in real life. So I'm really excited about that. I went out, we got the, um, my aunt got me the, the headset uh, quest Two VR, um, platform. And, um, I've already gotten uh, several, uh, uh, a couple tennis games. I'm going to research all of them and see if I can't find one that's going to help my game. Cause if I could uh, do 30 minutes a day and improve my strokes from technology, that would be amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm the jury's still out. I'll let you know in a future session. We got to get you, we got to get you some Beat Saber lessons, Bill. We need to yeah, work on that, that rhythm. One, two, three, four. <laughs> With tennis rackets. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. My my good friend, Bill. Bill, thanks for coming on Trip's Tennis Thank Talk. You, Trip. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks, Bill. And again, thanks to Bill for coming on and doing that giving me a half hour out of his Saturday morning. Very nice, very generous. If you like these kind of conversations, leave a five-star review and some nice feedback or mean feedback, whatever. Constructive constructive criticism. Be nice and really excited about the U.S. Open. Going to enjoy kind of Saturday and Sunday off here before the grind begins in earnest. There are going to be daily podcasts on this feed. They're going to be recorded every night after the completion of play. They should be in your feeds in the overnight hours Eastern time. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to enjoy the challenge for the next couple weeks doing the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, please get in touch with me. Find me on Twitter, search Trips Tennis Talk, Um, contact me on Apple Pods or elsewhere. Seriously, I need guests. The show is always better with guests, so let's get some guests. I've had two guests now. That is two more than I thought I would have. Also, go check out my previous guest from the Canada Week, Matt Zemek. It's going to be great. Let the U.S. Open commence. Talk to you Monday night. This podcast was courtesy of Argonne Productions.